Hello out there in podcast land, and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host Adam, and I'm joined by a Cowboy. I always roll a one. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, and uh, we also have Maestro. I feel like a full moon is rising on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we could do that again. No, that's okay. fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, this is our second you, attempt. Maestro. This is our second attempt recording this intro, and uh, Cowboy stole Maestro's opening line, so Maestro now had nothing. <laughs> so this is uh, we, we had just wrapped up the uh, October Horror Fest. Yes, and we were going to get start getting to the the thankful movies, but we had one in between. So, because there's five weeks in uh, in November this year, so and there's only four of us, so we're gonna get four picks for thankful movies. So this is kind of a space filler, and we allowed Cowboy to throw his hat in the ring, and he has chosen from 2002, Dog Soldiers. Let's do a quick synopsis, then we'll get into the movie. This is directed by Neil Marshall. It's Sean's Sean Pertwee, Kevin McKidd, Emma Clesby, Clesby. And Liam Cunningham. Have you seen this movie before, Maestro? Yeah, actually, I have. Mm, how long ago was that? Um, well, it was right around the time that Cowboy had said he wanted to watch Dog Soldiers, so I looked for it. Okay, so within I the year, I think? Yeah, in the year, yeah. Okay. And Cowboy, uh, you have, I assume, seen this movie since you picked it? Yes, yes, I have. A uh, long time ago. And uh, I don't I don't know how I... F- stumbled upon it um it, it was just a random nobody told me about it i was just like dog soldiers and it was on tv or something like that and i watched it and it uh all right i the, i found out about this film only because i was actually looking at um uh ha- halloween horror night stuff with the werewolves and stuff because i was looking for a decent werewolf flick because it's been a while since a good one came out since not a, i don't even count underworld as a werewolf flick really it's just kind of like Mm, Didn't yeah. Like it. So yeah, I wanted something oh, yeah. a little more. Underworld was vampires and lichens. Yeah, that's a, that's a tweener. I think was what we would call it. Yeah, it's in between. Well, yeah, but like it's not even lichens aren't even considered werewolves, man. Aren't they though? It's I mean the same kind of thing. You call it different. I, they're werebeasts of some sort. I thought I thought lycanthropes were werewolf people. Well, it explained in that film that lichens were an actual uh, geno- genetic. Uh, alteration of the original werewolf. So the werewolves um, were in Underworld 3, I would say. But the lichens were some sort of genetic offspring, like uh, ge- uh, mutation or evolution. Yeah, To, to me, it's yeah, just like it. calling somebody a mage or a sorcerer or a witch. It's, it's all variations of a spellcaster. It all falls under an umbrella. Call it whatever the hell you want to call it. It's all yeah, the but the yeah, it's true, but the lichens in the film did not uh, abide by pretty much any of the werewolf uh, tropes. Well, right. because the are you talking about in Dog Soldiers? No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about um, the lichens in in uh, Underworld. Because they were, like you said, they're mutations of werewolves. Yes. They have the ability to transform into human. And then transform yeah. into whenever they yeah, want, not not just when the full moon's out. 
in Dungeons and Dragons, or at least Lord of the Rings, they're considered like wargs. Okay. Where 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 people basically they are able to transform back and forth between that type of person, but only that type of animal though. Right. Same in yeah. Skyrim. Same kind of thing. Precisely, but yeah. uh, not really precisely. Yeah. Okay. You know, I forgot to give the synopsis. I think the synopsis of this That'd movie: be- a routine military yeah. exercise turns into a nightmare in the Scotland wilderness. Doesn't mention werewolves at all. I feel like that should be. Where, where, are they trying to hide this <laughs> from the synopsis? But, no, I think I think what they're trying to do. You got to think about it. This is what two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah. Yep. Two thousand two. Uh, I think after like two thousand five, that's when most of your trailers and synopsis gave you too much of the movie. I mean, a lot of movies nowadays, you see the trailer and you see all the good parts of the movie. So when you go to watch the movie, you're like, oh, I've already seen this. Right. You know. Yeah. No, that's so, that's true. Back in those days, you know, the synopsis was kind of vague, kind of just gets you hooked. A nightmarish situation. Boom. Right. And go. <laughs> yeah. For for example, the uh, here that's the synopsis that we get from IMDb from Rotten Tomatoes. During a routine nightmare training mission in Scotland Highlands, a small squad of British soldiers expected to rendezvous with a special ops unit instead find a bloody massacre with the sole survivor. The savage attackers of the special ops team return, and the men are rescued by Megan, a zoologist who identifies uh, what hunts them as werewolves. Without transport and communication, the group is forced to retreat to a farmhouse to wait for full moon to disappear at dawn. All right, That's show's over. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for joining, joining in, guys. Uh, yeah, Tune in next time. Right. That's the only thing they missed was the twist. That's the only thing they didn't put in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess the uh, less is better. So I, I retract my complaint about the short synopsis. <laughs> All right. So uh, walking out of the theater, pretending we just saw this for the first time, what's the first thing you want to talk about? Uh, Why were they so tall? Hmm. Why were the werewolves like super tall? But because because their legs turned into dogs' legs, and if you look at a dog's legs, their hindquarters and stuff like that, they, they when they stand up, they get taller. So it's like their legs actually extended, and they got taller because they had that that like a human leg. You have a knee, and it goes down, and then you have the the heel, right? And then the heel, yeah. you have a flat foot, correct? Yeah. That's yes. What you stand on uh, werewolves. They kind of it, it it angles, and then their foot they're actually walking sort of like on the balls of their feet and their toes. Right, like they have high heels on or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so it adds some height. The, the the problem I have with stuff like that when things transform and get bigger, where does that extra mass come from? This is a human body that is transforming into a werewolf that is, I would say, maybe even two times as big as the actual human itself. So where does that extra mass come from? I mean, come on, Mystique changed into fatter, bigger guys than she was. You know, where did she get that extra mass? You know, they're transforming from one being, a human being, mm-hmm. into a werewolf. You know, they're they're going through a transformation. Um, mm. did, would you expect them to just be like, hey, I'm this person, and now I'm a hairy this person with sharp teeth, and I have claws now, but I'm the same stature, I'm the same size. It doesn't make it scary. Hold on. You, you can't compare it to X-Men. That's fiction. So what about in this movie? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound like the soldiers before they were uh, made aware of everything. They, they were big. Uh, I also feel like they looked 
kind of almost majestic. Like they, they didn't look scary. They looked pretty. I, I, I'm not sure what the word is for this. They looked, they looked like really skinny wolves. Yeah, but it, they looked like glorious. Yeah, they, they, like they, they didn't have terrifying features. They looked like uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what word is supposed to go here. Yeah. My 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 thought about them being skinny is this. Uh, it was only the second night of them feeding, and they haven't fed in a month. Mm. Okay. So if you think about it, they kind of got distracted from feeding because of the soldiers that were out there. And then all of a sudden, these soldiers, which we'll get to it later on, end up in a place that is inhabited by them. So, Adam, I was wondering if you could do this. Can you say, they're glorious, and complete the transformation into Will Ferrell? <laughs> I don't know what that's from. They're glorious. I don't understand. Okay. It's fine. Sorry. Uh, yeah. The, so as far as the way that they actually looked, uh, I don't know. It, it was, it was, they're, they're bulky. I assume they're supposed to be fast uh, and maybe can even jump high or something. They, they seem to have some sort of supernatural strengths, but it, it didn't really kick in all the time. Like there were parts where they had to break down a door or come through a window, and they were just kind of oh, like yeah. <laughs> standing there, like, "Oh, I forget how windows work." Or it was- well, maybe the reason why is because it's their house. That's they didn't want they- to destroy their house. Mm. At oh, first, right. they started getting more aggressive, breaking things down and breaking the doors down and stuff like that. When they became desperate, yeah, the closer it got to dawn. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at first, that's why they kind of just hung back and were like, "Oh, we don't want to destroy our house." You know, that's that's where we live. Now, we, which you didn't know, you didn't know that right away. No, no, no. It wasn't until like almost the very end that we figured that one out. Until you figured out that, like, look at all those werewolves. There's four of them. Oh, look at the picture. There's four of them. <laughs> that one's wearing a hat. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can make that determination, but I think many, many years ago, and I watched this the first time, I didn't make that determination right at the at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have I did have a feeling that shortly after they got into the house, that the girl, the twist in the movie, had something to do with them. Okay. Mm. I yeah. the uh, uh, Davos. I, I pretty I pretty much had him pegged from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> as, as soon as uh, he starts like barking orders, huh? uh, I, I thought, okay, he's got something to do with the werewolves maybe he's a werewolf but then if he is a werewolf how come he hasn't transformed into the werewolf it's nighttime so this kind of goes back to the whole lichen thing these werewolves don't follow the rules of werewolves it's not a it's not the moon comes out and now i'm a werewolf it's kind of a eh, i'm trying to hold it off as long as i can and now here i come the, like the lichen the lycanthrope right so the, the but then is this also kind of like a zombie thing if, if you get Hit with it, you start becoming a werewolf. Well, it seems like it. Davos wasn't originally, was he? He was bitten, no. right? Yeah, he was. He had a slash mark across his chest. Yeah, um, that that ended up healing. He wasn't. I don't think he was bitten. It yeah. was a wound because the sergeant had his his intestines, which I thought that scene was awesome when his intestines were spilling out. That was, yeah. that was awesome. If, if I remember correctly, this was not a high budget. It was like an independent type film. Foreign independent type film? It, yes, it was. A, it was a foreign yeah. film for sure, which I discovered after uh, agreeing to do this movie. Yeah, uh, it's kind of make the game harder later on. Uh, but 
What are you talking about? You saw Grabbers? Yeah. yeah I, I'm thinking probably because there's no, there's only like a foreign box office. There's probably not a U.S. box office. Exactly right. There is no domestic box office for this. So uh, that's a clue for later on. But yeah, so I, I, was, I was having this thought whether or not Davos uh, knew or had he, – he, did he know about the werewolves beforehand or did he find out about them at this moment? Uh, you're talking about the uh, captain? Yes. The, the, the special ops? Yeah, the Onion, um, the onion Knight. I, I have <laughs> the I, – I, I seem to understand he knew about them before. Because in the movie they were talking about, we've been working on this, and he's been working with that girl, trying to get them close. And and I'm wondering if, because I think they made mention that he was trying to get to learn about them, to try and make a super breed of soldier yes. type thing. I, 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 he was trying to capture them so that he can find out how they do what they do and replicate it for military purposes. Yes. So... Because uh, if what? we go to the beginning of the movie, where the uh, Private Cooper, the guy from Grey's Anatomy, uh, he he was supposed to be part of this elite group of special task werewolf force people, and he got kicked Younger. off because he refused to shoot the dog. Yes. Uh, at that point, they were training already to hunt the werewolves. No, he was he was uh, going through tryouts, so to speak, of uh, joining the special forces. So they were testing his strength, his abilities, and his willingness to just obey commands, you okay. know, without without questioning. And he had the human instinct to be like, "Why am I going to shoot the dog? The dog didn't do anything," you know. Right. See, looking back now, I think that may have been a test of about if it's a werewolf, are you going to shoot the werewolf? It's a dog kind of thing. I, I'm making that connection. It's, it's probably a thin one, but that's – so that, that leads me to believe that this was – you were being trained for this specific task force of finding the werewolves. So he's known about this for a while. He's been hunting them for a while. Uh, and part of me thought maybe he had a, a base serum, a trial run serum that he injected himself with to be a werewolf and it didn't – pop up but i guess he did get probably bitten or scratched so that's what caused it i guess i think i think because for years it's been going on for for several years where every month people would go missing you know and no trails no trace no portions of their body are left or anything like that and uh because the stories and everything that's been going on um he found that girl in the movie Mm -hmm. that ends up being part of everything who, who ends up moving there to seek them out and to be part of nature and ended up becoming part of their family, I guess. I, I don't know how that happened, but it's okay. I can understand. Right. Uh, or, or I can imagine, but he, the captain starts talking to her and starts getting insight on everything because there's a point uh, while they're in the house later on in the movie where uh, Cooper looks at her and goes, but you know him. Huh, how, how do you know him? And then she confesses that she was working with him to try and track them down because she's knows a lot more about them than, than he does. Yes. But all this time, she's also a werewolf. Yes. So what was she playing him to try to, Hey, bring more soldiers. So we have more to eat. No, at one point she, she told Cooper, um, I was hoping you would be able to get me out of here. I was hoping you would be basically you guys. I believed in you guys 
so much. I was hoping you would be able to save me and get me out of here, but it looks like you're not going to be able to. I see. So she came to investigate the werewolves, got caught up in it, and now it wants out. Okay. That's that's what I took of it. And uh, whether she was started to work with uh, Captain Stubing of the Special Forces, um, which that's not his name. Oh, uh, <laughs> Captain Ryan. Whether, yes, whether he was working, she was working with Captain Ryan to try and do the same thing, but found out the guy's a douchebag mm. and just wants to accelerate himself and has no empathy for anybody or anything in life. Um and then she found Cooper in them. And, but I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's untold on how she actually got involved with them or was she originally with them? Okay. Yeah. I, she became, she became the caretaker. She said, I let them out once a month to feed. It's basically what she said. Which makes a lot more sense why there's so many bodies below. Mm. Which makes me wonder if the four original ones are actual werewolves and she's the lycanthrope because she can transform whenever she wants to and they can't. Because she said, I let them out once a month to feed. So are they werewolves all the time or do they transform when it's the full moon for those three days or the day or whatever? And she has to go out there and let them out. Interesting. Because they, 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 when they first got into the house, you notice the dog was locked up. The dog was shut into a, a, a closet or something like that. Right. Huh. So to, to protect the dog? the dog. Yeah, to protect the dog because you know they probably. But that doesn't make sense because when the werewolves are actually or the lichens are actually in the house and they're fighting and stuff like that, the dogs running around. They've only tried to attack the dog once. He only tried to get at the dog once, but then he got distracted and went somewhere else. Probably these guys are more of a threat than a dog is. I can kick this dog and it's over, but these humans are, yeah. you know, they're the wily creatures. Well, and then you all think about it. A dog is kind of a species of wolf. Yeah. Kind of. You know? right, yeah. So they probably, they probably have like a, a kin to it, you know? Yeah. Distant cousin, some kind. Uh, now, as far as the werewolves and how they eat, it's. It seems to me that as soon as they bite something, it basically liquefies. <laughs> as soon as they start eating somebody, it just becomes a pool of blood and flesh almost instantly. Unless you see them bite something and then it's like, oh, no, you got my arm. Ah. But when they, if the person's already dead, they take a bite and the whole body just turns into liquid. I, I think what ends up happening is they, they pretty much devour the whole body. No, not, bo- not bones like, and all. Not like, not like devour, like eat it all, but – they they kind of destroy the whole body to get at the meat. They're so ravaged, you know, that uh, they they don't go for like like a vampire goes for the neck and sucks the blood out, and you know, just you know, unless what was that one movie where they forty days of night, forty days of night, yeah. where the vampires like destroyed the neck and blood everywhere. Yeah, um, those are rabid vampires. <laughs> and th- these these guys are more like beasts, so they kind of devastate the body they kind of just attack it by just okay and uh so yeah are, are these werewolves or whatever we're calling them are they are they affected by bullets because in some cases it seems like they are other cases not they they are to a point where it it, it stops them it, it, it kind of shocks them 
you know, sort of like a, a bulletproof vest, you know, you're going to go, ah, you know, but you're not dying. You're, you're, you're injured, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, they, they have a healing power obviously because captain Ryan healed pretty quickly when he started transforming sergeant healed. And so I imagine these, these, uh, lichens heal quickly, sort of like Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does push them back a little bit. What my, my, uh, craziest complaint is uh, the girl flashing the camera in them made them like squ- squeal back, you know, yeah. more than the bullets, more right. than the bullets did. You yeah, know? so yeah, that was, was a little kinda... weird. Because <laughs> there yeah. were there were times where the, like the werewolf standing in the doorway and they're unloading on him and he's just kind of standing there like, ow, what are you guys doing? And then another one where they shoot him and he flies out the window. So different type of gun, shotgun versus a bullet. Uh, I don't know. I think those were regular guns. I don't remember. I just remember thinking these bullets are kind of weird and uh, different. They act differently to different werewolves, maybe the weaker ones. I don't Yeah, And you think about it because, like, the the myth about werewolves is uh, silver bullets mm-hmm. would kill them. Um, there was no silver in the house. Right. It was the, all I mean, the, just metal, silver, uh, not silver, uh, utensils. still... Their utensils weren't even made out of silver. It was, you know, they, there was no silver in the house until the end, which you, you got a preview at the beginning where the guy and the girl were camping and she gives them the, the letter opener, oh, right. silver letter opener, mm-hmm. knife and stuff like that. That comes up in the end, which is what they call a callback or something like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Smoking yeah. gun. Yes. That, that's the, uh, if you show the gun in the first act, you must use it in the fourth act kind of thing. So they followed Which that they rule. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, there was a, one of the complaints I had here was towards the beginning, they all have like one grenade each and the, the guy tosses it out the window and then somehow in, from inside the house, the blast still blows him. He's, he's behind a wall. The, the, the explosion was not going to carry you unless you're there's nothing in between you that that the wall would have absorbed a lot if not all of that that's just uh he he threw it out the window so the shock wave came through the window the the window that was no longer there because yeah but just as far as angles of the shock waves going up it might if you were standing right next to the window sure but he was at least five to ten feet away from the window already so that that should not have happened i feel we got to do a mythbusters with this Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have grenades? Do you have, um, do you have a house that we can I'm not, uh, test? I'm on? not allowed to talk about this. <laughs> I will. I, I will volunteer Adam to let us cut open his belly and spill his intestines and mm. sew him back up with super glue and see if he heals. I'm done. <laughs> that was another complaint I had. He, he he lost way too much blood to survive that. Even if he was kind of starting to heal, the amount of blood that he lost from that whole experience should have killed him. I mean, they, they shoved the, the sausage back in his body. Right. Yeah. Unless, at, unless he transformed into the werewolf and was already healing at that point, the amount of blood that he lost should have ended his life. I think. But I'm not a botanist, so I don't know. But you do drink the gin. Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah, the gin. I forgot about that. Uh, another one I have here, the werewolf that waits in the back of the car. That bothered me. They, he, he goes to the uh, is the shed where he has to run into the shed, start the car, and yeah. then he gets into the house and then he sees the breath. From, so the world was just chilling back there. I'm like, let's see what this guy does. No, he was going like, 
If they are as ravenous as Cabo was mentioning and they have to start devouring, for him to just sit there, what's this human doing? Well, <laughs> they are, but, but they also said in, in the movie that they hunt in packs and they learn and they're smart and they think and they're knowledgeable. Um, but you also got to think they're human as well. So they still think and they still react and um, – they they still have the thought of hey you know I'm gonna just sit here you know give them some false sense of hope and then fuck them up or <laughs> or it was like I was taking a nap minding my own business right <laughs> and this motherfucker this motherfucker right here right trying to go back to sleep but he kept making loud noises it woke me up and now I'm pissed now you're dead okay. How about the fist fight? Which oh. <laughs> <laughs> fist fight with the werewolf? Really? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, come on! You had to imagine that you always wanted to see what would happen. That that was I actually enjoyed that scene. <laughs> that there's no way the the, the 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 arm span of this werewolf, and not to mention the the, the talons that he would have. One swipe, you're you're gone. You can get close enough to land a couple punches on you. And the punches seem to affect him more than the goddamn bullets. <laughs> Have you also noticed that when they were up in the in the second story and the guy was like on the bed, like was the sergeant or whatever his name was, he was on the bed, like you know, healing, I guess what you call it. Yeah. And then the, the one werewolf was coming in one direction, another werewolf was slowly making his way towards the bed. Right. I mean, it took like four or five shots, just him slowly inching closer. I'm like, really? There's Come a, on. There's a, re- there's a reason why. Why is that? Go on. Um, he was also because, napping? No, the werewolves <laughs> figured they had them trapped. There was nowhere for them to go. And the one werewolf that was already in there was waiting for the other one to get in. And they figured, ah, we got you now. There's no reason to just be ravages and just... Do you think werewolves have a sense of taste? Yes. Like this human tastes good, this human tastes bad. That kind of well, thing. If you- well, if you think about it, you look at dogs, right? Dogs? I like dogs. Yeah, dogs. <laughs> um, you see them, like, you feed them, like, whatever in front of them. Like, let's say you give them a, a hot dog. Like, oh, oh, it's gone. You give them a piece of lettuce. Like, what the, what the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> you ever see them do that? They're like, yeah. what is this? What? Food? This doesn't taste like yeah. So you're, you're saying if you're around werewolves, <laughs> if, you're, if, if, if you're a vegan, you're safe. <laughs> or... You can dress up in a vegan like esque outfit. Okay. You can dress up like a salad, right? Maybe they maybe they don't like tomatoes. It's a giant banana suit. Ah, yeah, <laughs> and a tailpipe, a banana and a tailpipe. Mm, oh no, I, I guess the, the the what I'm trying to get to here is it, there's been studies shown as far as us humans and and taste goes, we we do taste differences in the meats to the point where they when they kill the cows they have to catch them off guard. Because if you kill a cow and it's scared, it the, the meat tastes different. So if that also follows to these werewolves and they have the same kind of taste, why would they want the humans to be scared and like uh, inch towards you so you get more freaked out so that when I eat you, you taste sour? Well, what if what, why does it taste sour? Maybe the, maybe the fear and the adrenaline that courses through the veins make it taste better. Who knows? Yeah, I mean hmm. you, you figure if, if they're in terror or their adrenaline's going – their blood is pumping really hard. 
their yeah. heart rate's going up. So the blood is flowing through their body more fast than if they were just sleeping and relaxing. Yeah, and not to mention, like, with the chemicals that are, that don't they head towards the brain that cause the reaction, not the actual muscles themselves? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a botanist, so I, I, I can't I, tell you how the cows work. All, from what I do know, I mean, like, I've been watching Shark Week. Oh, and and the sharks can really already sense the difference. They don't actually like the taste of human, right? They think we're so, seals. We're too warm blooded. Well, that's not the case because, like, you give like ty- you give some sharks, uh, let's say a cow, and they'll eat that thing like for days. But you give them a human, they're like, nah, maybe they like maybe they like hamburgers more than they like human burgers. <laughs> Well, that's, that's my point. I mean, because human burgers taste different, I guess. So does a bison burger. A bison True, burger tastes gamey. different. Yeah. Why are hamburgers made out of cows? Ham- and not pigs? Yeah, ham comes from pigs. Yeah, yes. because ha- hamburger was invented in Hamburg. Oh, is that right? That's oh. correct. Yeah. Oh, all right. The hamburger comes from Hamburg. Bum, 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 Germany? bum. What? Germany? Yeah. Look at so, so, the why do we call French fries French fries? Uh, it, uh, the way they're made why is do we call it, why do we call a French kiss a French kiss? I mean, you got to give the French something, and you know they're not good at anything else, so give them something good. Fries oh, and a kiss. I, I think it's the the technique oh, of making the fries the way that we make them was probably derived from the French, the same way that they're the first ones that were kissing like that. I was I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> I don't people. know <laughs> because. Because that just tells me something that a most American like pastime meals are not even from America. Well, like yeah. here's the thing: I don't even think <laughs> they call them. I don't even think they call them French fries in France. They call, they them, call chips. them chips. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's just like America because we came last to the party. All these other people had already made all this food. We're no, that's our food now. No, that's ours now. Hamburgers are American by all standards now. It's an American food. But it was know. created in Germany. Not, like, yeah, and also like the hamburgers in uh uh Canada, they're they're um specifically made a different way. Lots of mayo. They like yes. lots of mayonnaise. <laughs> all right. We're, Thank we're, you, Bruce Willis. We're, uh, we're Thank so you, far. Justin Bieber. Okay. Uh, I have one more note here. I don't know if... Uh, yeah, we should get back to the movie. We're <laughs> just getting off the rails. I have one more note that I want to hear what you guys have to say about the movie. Chips. The the dog in this movie. Do you think... So cute. Is this the same dog from the beginning that was not shot? And maybe that's why he came to the defense of the humans? No. My guess is that dog was actually seven dogs in the film. And <laughs> that one was the one that actually acted the way it's supposed to. And the rest of them were still in the kennel in the backdrop. Understood. That dog was that dog was an Australian Shepherd, wasn't it? I don't know. I'm not a botanist. Like, again, I have to keep reminding. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure it was an Australian Shepherd, which is a like uh, a herding dog, it, like a bull healer. But this huh? took place in Scotland. That's okay. Australian Shepherds are in the United States too. Yeah. Or the, or the what about the sheep dogs? That. It's, uh, Australian shepherds are sheep herding dogs. Okay. 
they're shepherd dogs. They're dogs that belong to shepherds that herd sheep. Right. Okay. With the caveat that not all the dogs are the same exact dog as far as the actor is playing and them. Not, and, and not all dogs go to heaven. Right. Okay. You guys are full of sheep. For the sake of the movie, the character of this dog that's at the end is the same character as the beginning. I think he was a vegetarian dog. Oh my god! I don't know. I have to, I'd have to look up his uh, under his legs. <laughs> I just think that would have been a nice little nod. That this is the dog that I refused to kill. Came back later to save me. That's probably but, the case, but the, the try but, they're not they're trying to do probably. But but Captain Ryan killed the dog in the beginning of the movie. Did he? Oh, you're right. Yes. Damn it! I forgot about that. All right. You need to take better notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the film, they kill the dog off off screen. So technically, if yeah. he wasn't watching, mm, yeah, maybe it survived yeah. and came back for a vengeance. That's what it was. No dogs were harmed in the making of this movie, but a bunch of werewolves died. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Mm. Not to mention, but the dogs were different colors, though. I mean, like this, the dog in later in the film had a white fur on it as well, and the dog beforehand didn't have white fur. So you're saying dogs of different colors matter more than other dogs? I don't Of different so. colors? Oh, don't start wow. that. No, Jesus. No, 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 no. Wow, Maestro. So intensive. Wow. You went there, not me. <laughs> Those are, you I'm went just, there. I'm just saying what you said. That's all. No, I'm just saying that one was a different <laughs> dog because the one that got killed earlier had different fur. Right. So the one that had the white fur is supposed to survive and the one that didn't is okay to die. Oh, wow. Hot take, Maestro. Well, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he's going to end up <laughs> dying soon because he was only half white. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. All right. That's, that's, that's all the notes I have for the movie. Is there scenes that you guys stuck out to your brain that you want to talk about or have questions? Yes. All right. Cool. How about you, uh, Cowboy? You got anything? <laughs> Jesus. Well, let me just put it this way. This was my movie. I like this movie. I love this movie. And I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I believe somewhere towards the beginning of coronavirus – when we started not doing movies because other movies were coming out, yeah, we were rattling off movies we'd like to add to a list. And I think this is one that I threw on there. Yes, it is. Um, and I just, I, I haven't seen it in so long. I loved watching it again. It was mm-hmm. just, it's, it's a very cool, entertaining movie. And the, the gory scenes, you know, where, where his, his guts are spilling out that you got to admit that was pretty damn cool. I yes. mean, let's, let's go past the fact that the guy shouldn't have survived. Right. But the, the the effects of that, being that this is a foreign independent film with not a high budget, that looked realistic. Yeah. That that scene, yes. The, the other scenes where the blood, the bodies get liquefied, that kind of didn't sit well with me. But by the way, the, the guy that had his gut spilling out, the um, uh, Sean uh, Pertwee, Sergeant Harry Wells, this is his third time being on spoilers. Uh, first time was uh, on Equilibrium. He was he was the, uh, the the Grand Master leader of the whatever Reich thing, and also in Event Horizon, he was uh, one of the I think he was the Doctor maybe or some sort of scientist. And now we have him here on Dog Soldier. Fantastic! But he couldn't he he can't go up for most spoiled because that's only this year. Right? Yes. No. I just this is his, the third time on here, and also uh, I mentioned uh, Davos uh, Captain Ryan also was in Doctor Who. As a submarine captain, in which they had the uh, the men the the Martian, the uh, I think they called him the Ice Soldier or something. Good times. That's all. 
things I don't know because of research. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so this is my first time watching this movie, and by the end of it, I was not super impressed. As far as werewolf movies go, it, I think it's hard to do werewolf movies in general. And the I I, I do like that they use practical effects. And the werewolves were actually standing there and moving around. But at the same time, you can't make something that big move as gracefully and look as realistic as if it was maybe a CGI. But then that would look fake. But the fact that it was real made it look more fake in, in a way for me. And it, was, it seemed kind of uh, clunky and the people inside the suits had trouble making them move how they wanted. Which, which made them have slow. About? What? Which movie are you talking about? Dog Soldiers. Oh, you're talking about Dog, Dog Soldiers? Dog Soldiers from 2002. Yeah, this uh, what we're doing on spoilers. I'm talking about for the oh, past I, 30 minutes. Well, <laughs> I disagree with that, but I think they actually moved decently. Uh, you, yeah? I, yeah. I, think they, I think they did great for their their budget being an independent film. They Obviously, you know, everything's CGI now. So I give props to movies like this that can use practical effects and do this well. So, so check this out, guys. This is a little bit of tidbit of information that I actually found out. Uh, the movies un- in Underworld, they actually put people in actual suits for that. What? Yeah. Not joking. Really, the actual prosthetics and everything. And then what they did was to give them a little bit more mobility and reaction time, they actually put them in a specific type of uh, stilts made for the movie that was also um, used from helicopter blades to give that kind of a bend, but also elasticity to their movement. And they used that in their type of stilts. They created that backwards uh, forming a canine type of leg. Huh. So they were actually able to walk. I actually have the footage somewhere of them using it in practice before the film. Okay. I, I, think, I, I think I watched uh, something about that, and they had to practice with those. Yes. With those on the rehearsals and stuff, they had to get used to running in those and doing stuff in those because it, it would allow them to jump higher. And it's hard to run in those unless you've been on them before. Okay, that does sound familiar now that you mention it. But in this movie, they didn't do that. They didn't have anything to help them with the movements, and I, it did take it a little bit away from me because these are supposed to be powerful creatures, and they didn't seem as powerful as they probably actually were if they were real because they were being operated by humans. It wasn't a big thing. It was just something that, like, okay, that's a guy in a suit. It kind of takes me out of the movie a little bit. But, so if Bruce Willis was in this movie, you wouldn't have picked that apart, huh? If Bruce Willis was inside one of the werewolf costumes, then I would not pick it apart. If he was okay. one of the regular actors, then yeah, I would still have the same complaint. If this was a movie <laughs> that you picked, you wouldn't have picked it apart. I would not have picked this movie. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Mostly because I never heard of it until right now. All right. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about before you move on to the rest of the game? No. Or the games? All right. I enjoyed it. Maestro, final thoughts? Um, majority of what I saw, I actually enjoyed. I mean, exactly what Cabo was saying that the film was for its pro- for its price that it cost to make was. Honestly, one of the very refreshing. It was kind of ridiculous how many times they had to try something and fail, but it was ultimately a good film. But generally speaking, if you're going in to watch a movie, are you thinking about this is what their budget was? Let's see how well they did with it, or is it this was done well or this was not done well? 
I would say this film never made it to uh, theaters for me, so I don't really know how to feel about that. Yeah, no, but if you were going to a movie theater to watch a movie, do you research before you go into the theater? This is the budget, so now I can cater my expectations based on that budget to how I enjoy the movie. I I would say no, but you do have uh, the hype that uh, the marketing and stuff like that of the movie gives and so you do have an expectation when you go in to see certain types of movie and it, judging this movie probably they didn't have a lot of money it was the independent so even if it was released in the united states you it would have probably been one of those movies that was released at theaters but you didn't even know about it right because mar- their marketing wouldn't have been so high because they would have blown all their budget on making the film mm-hmm so if you had heard about this from a friend of a friend, oh, dude, you got to go see this. It's really cool. You wouldn't go in there with an expectation of seeing, you know, um, a bunch of CGI and cool right. graphics. And stuff. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Because, yeah, I, I never heard of this. So I, it, it wasn't big in circles that I know of anyway. So I never would have heard it, never would have watched it, and I would've, never would have had expectations. Unless I started a podcast later in life and it got put on there by a friend of mine. <laughs> oh, we're back to friend status. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, a co-host of mine. So, oh. <laughs> if I was a beer, no. <laughs> all right. So that was our opinion of the movie. Like I said at the top show, we have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Now we're going to get reviews from the critics and the audience to help us in the Rotten Tomatoes game we're about to play. If you're familiar with the scoring system of Rotten Tomatoes, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst the critics and the audience. 0 to 64. I'm sorry, 0 to 59 is rotten. 60 to 84 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. Let's start with the top critics. All right, this is from Mark Rayner from Seattle Times. One of the most gloriously unsubtle and adrenalized extreme shockers since The Evil Dead. Ooh. <laughs> Mark Adams from The Hollywood Reporter. This is a welcome lack of pretension about the film. There is a welcome lack of pretension about the film, which very simply sets out to entertain an and gives up de- what and ends up delivering in good measure. Reading's hard, guys. <laughs> All right, let's do the batteries of the film. There were no bad reviews from the top critics. Yikes. Yeah, so keep that in mind. Now, let's do. Let's start with bad reviews then for the audience. I went back to 2011 for, for these reviews. Uh, this is from Teen Opinion O. Are we going to do the guessing for the. Uh, oh, the you're right. You're right. You should, I should do that first. So, based on those two good reviews and zero bad reviews, what do you think the tomato meter is for dog soldiers? Hmm. Wow, that makes it tough. Cowboy, I, I this about, is your movie too, huh? I, I, I was about to argue with every bad review you were going to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get to call these people idiots and morons, and they're corrupt and fake news and and everything else, you know. But, and you want to recount? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm about to file a lawsuit. I need some bad reviews. <laughs> um, wow, no bad reviews. I again. Also, keep in mind this is. Only in the UK that this came out, or overseas, I should say. Nothing domestically. Got it. So I'm going to go 
I'm going to go right in between halfway and 100%. I'm going to go 75. 75. Okay. Oof. Uh, 90. 90. All right. You were saying that I was high and you go 90. (laughs) (laughs) The Tomato Meter has this at 79%. Wow. Real close there, buddy. It's not certified fresh. No, that is not. It is. It is fresh. All right. I was. Hope, I was hoping it was going to be certified fresh, and I was completely wrong. No. Yeah. See, this just goes to show you know nothing about movies, Adam. <laughs> 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 or these critics have no idea. No, you're right. All right. Let's do <laughs> now. Bad reviews from the audience. Teen opinion. O. a very interesting werewolf movie. The movie is dark. And it's pretty much a war movie with British people. Yes, British people. Almost every person has a British accent in this movie. This movie has a lot of action and cheap gore. Personally, it is easy to doze off or decide to leave the movie on for a little bit longer and come back later. Because this, with this movie, you can catch up from any point in the movie. Pretty straightforward. I would recommend this movie to anyone looking for a good werewolf movie. Uh, wait, wait. British accent? They, they were Scottish. Yeah, this person's an idiot. <laughs> they obviously didn't read the synopsis. Right. Maybe it's from the UK. Uh, plus, this is a bad review. So they gave it less than two stars. And then at the end, I would recommend this movie to anyone looking for a good werewolf movie. I don't think you know how scoring ah. systems work. Gotcha. Uh, or did I mess this up? No, I did not. Okay. Mad M from 2011 as well. It's better than the average werewolf movie. And it's got some gore, but the production quality feels like an 80s movie, and the acting is pretty shoddy. And there are too many occasions when the werewolf clearly has the upper hand, yet they become clumsy and do not capitalize, creating an inauthentic mood that reminds you it's just a movie. Well, uh, apparently Mad M doesn't know how to spell Max because he forgot the A and the X at the end of his name. Uh, Uh But I, I totally disagree with the dumbass. No, I, this is actually, I find this one very apt. I like this guy. Mad M. Madam. That's it was it, your review, huh? <laughs> Madam. Madam. Mad M. It's Adam. It's Mad M. No, Madam is what they used to call me in junior high. They, hey, they Adam. Just, Madam. Just, you, you just put an M in front of your name, huh? Mad M. I knew it was you. <laughs> All right. Good reviews from the audience. This is from Desiree S. I love this. My personal opinion is this is one of those films you can watch over and over and never get bored. It made me laugh, scared, disturbed, and thrilled. Some fine acting as well. And it delivers all that every time I watch it. All right. Desiree from 2012. This is from Zan H. Zan H, maybe. From 2011. Great werewolf film. My personal favorite werewolf movie in a tradition of Predator. Must-see movie if you're a fan of werewolf movies and horror survival movies. All right. So okay, those only, are... Only Cooper survived, though, right? <laughs> I guess it's still a survival movie. Cooper and the dog is the only ones yeah. that survived. Well, they're trying to survive. So I guess that's what makes it a survival movie. All right. So those are good, bad reviews from the audience. What do you think the audience rated this movie? Uh, you want to take a crack at it first, Maestro? Crimedy. Uh sixty. All right. Uh I'm I'm gonna go higher than seventy five. I'm gonna go eighty three. Eighty three. The audience 
rated this movie as fresh with 79. Same as the oh, critics. No. Holy Christ. God. Cowboy gets both showcases. Wow. It is his film. I will not get angry for that. It is his film. All right. Paul Giamatti and Garrett Oldman were not in this film. We'd like to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> like, this always catches me off guard, even though I'm the one reading the script and it happens every week. I always forget to think about this. We, we like to put Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman into films because they generally make films better. Now, the rule for this game is in order to put them in, you have to take somebody out. So who would you replace with who? That's I am not going to give you guys an opinion because it's my movie. Oh. And I want to see what you guys pick. And I'll either yay or nay it. Okay. That's fair. <sighs> Good question, though, but fair. Um you know, honestly, I would like to take the you know from the special team werewolf six. I want to take <laughs> six. the you, yeah. Let's do let's do um let's do oh, crap. What's his name again? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. No, the other one. Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. Damn it. Okay, let's put Giamatti as that one. As which one? As the werewolf team six. The guy that survived. You're t- you're, oh, the main are guy? you talking about Cooper? The redhead? No, no, no. no. I'm talking about the bald guy, the one that actually ended up being the bad guy at the end. Of, you're end talking of about the Captain Ryan. Yes, Captain Ryan. Yes, Davos. Davos. Davos for Game of Thrones. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Oldman. Cramney. What about the leader for the new team? Let's put them in the team. They're two strong characters. I find that their attitudes... And their abilities to act should be at a pivotal point of a team because they are both very strong people. Okay. Interesting. So you have Giamatti as the main bad guy. Yes. And Oldman as the main good guy. Yes. Okay. Uh, I would like to see uh, Gary Oldman as the main good guy, the the one that refused to shoot the dog. And then – uh, in a gender switching role, I would like to see Jerry Ma- uh, Giamatti as the, the the zoologist. Doesn't need to be a female. Um, it, it, there's no there's no like attraction of any kind. It's just I'm here, uh, guys. I'm sorry, and then oh no, I'm the bad guy. What about you, there, cowboy? I disagree with uh, Madam. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I, I semi agree with Maestro, but flip him. Uh, I ah. think Paul Giamatti should be uh, Sergeant Wells, and Gary Oldman should be Captain uh, Ryan. Hmm. Wait, Put Wells? You, yeah. You, you want Giamatti, the guy with the guts building out? Yes. Oh, okay. See, I liked well, his performance I in Wells. that. I, I liked Wells as or Petrie as Wells. That's why. But I, but I think I, I think Cooper did a great job. He did. But I, I, I liked I liked Wells and I liked Ryan a lot more and I didn't want to take them out of the movie. Well, I was just liking to see both those guys be head of a team and going at each okay. other. Okay, that would be interesting, actually. <laughs> All right, let's go on to trivia now. This is a part of the show where I give you guys little bits of facts or information you may not know about the film. Sean Pertwee's character, Sergeant Harry G. Wells, is named after H. G. Wells, one of the writers slash director Neil Marshall's favorite authors. Ooh, let's see what Maestro thinks about this one. Okay. Uh, the original 
Uh, okay. Simon Pegg was offered a part in the film, but he turned it down after Edgar Wright asked him to save his first horror role for Shaun of the Dead. Oh. Interesting. That, well, that's cool. Yeah, because up to this point, Simon Pegg was always comedy, right? And then this yeah. was his first venture into horror, so he didn't want to waste it on this movie, save it for Shaun of the Dead, which is a horror comedy. Ah. All right, some of the corpses hanging around in the basement were originally created for and used in Event Horizon, where actor Sean Petrie was also in the movie, which I mentioned before. So the bodies that you see on Event Horizon when, like, hell comes through the – or the, the ship goes to hell, those are the same bodies in this movie. Oh, okay. All right, last one. Neil Marshall chose to use dancers as the werewolves instead of the typical stuntmen in order to highlight their grace and elegant moves. The set was also designed size-wise to force the creatures to have to bend a bit upon entering, thereby highlighting their statuesque physiques. That's interesting. I would not have guessed there were dancers in there. Because I, I they did not, to me, move elegantly. They looked elegant as far as their faces, uh, but as far as movements go, I would not have thought... I feel like stuntmen would have got the same job done. It didn't come across to me anyway. I, I would have to agree with you all right i think i think stuntmen could have done just as good of a job maybe a little better right. but you know i don't know if they have the ability to walk gracefully stuntmen are more like uh, uh, you know quick movements and stuff like that so yeah. it, I mean, maybe it'd be easier to get a dancer to move a little more fluidly than a stunt person yeah but I didn't get that from the movie. I did not get grace from these werewolves at all. Uh, I mean, judging by some of the things you said about the movie that I shut you down on, I, I'm questioning which movie you watched <laughs> anyway. Was it Wolf Cop? It was Wolf Cop. Mm, yeah. It was Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Yeah. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I forgot to mention all the basketball stuff, but I felt like we didn't have time to get to that. <laughs> all right. Money makes the world go round. Let's put this film into perspective with other films that were released this year so we get a feel financially how it held up to its peers. The budget for this film was $2 million. As I mentioned before, there was no U.S. gross. It was not released here in the U.S. So I'm going to ask you guys to guess the foreign box office. Budget was $2 million. Hmm. I, oh, you know what? Cowboy, you go first. It's your film. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to calculate uh, euros to dollars. <laughs> Oh, these are dollars. We're going on dollars here. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to say based on uh, based on the numbers in Rotten Tomatoes, I want to say eleven million. Okay, Maestro. Cool. Uh, it well, I definitely think it did well and better than three times its amount, which is why Cowboy when he said eleven, I thought it was a good price. Uh, I'll go for an even nine. Nine. Okay. And it's not even at all, I know, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Total worldwide gross, uh, I guess foreign box office only, $3.5 million. Oh. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, we have the cult film classic now, huh? Yeah. So it, was all, it wasn't the whole box office. It was all DVD. Ah. Yes. Yeah. In, in fact, uh, I was going to add this in, but it wouldn't affect the box office scores. Uh, I'm going to start adding in if this movie got an award or not. This movie did get an award for best DVD release in the uh, horror wow. sci-fi thing. Uh, 
So it made $3.5 million, but it opened on August 14, 2002 with $2.9 million. So it made – everyone went out to see it and then told everybody else, don't bother. <laughs> it made all of its money basically on the opening weekend. But it was 79 in Rotten Tomatoes, so that doesn't compute. Right. Well, these, why, would, why would it be 79 on Rotten Tomatoes and everybody goes, oh, no, don't bother? Because oh, maybe they said, oh, it was good, but save your money. Wait till it comes out on DVD. It's good to watch at home. Because Rotten Tomatoes scoring is based on anybody reviewing it at any time. So maybe at the time, wasn't that well reviewed? But then all the scoring over the past 18 years has brought it up, way up in the ratings. Got it. Makes sense. So, uh, it was not released in the U.S., so I don't know what this placed anywhere. Uh, that's 2002's Dog Soldiers, directed by Neil Marshall. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Spoilers Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email, spoilers, at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please rate and view the show on Apple Podcasts so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review uh, and a recommendation... That movie goes to the top of our list and watch it before any other movie. All right. Next week, we start our thankful series. <laughs> now, just uh, to give you guys a little information about uh, what's happening here, we have our thankful series where we get four movies that are going to be chosen between myself, Cowboy, Maestro, and Hollywood. As soon as that is over, Maestro gets a birthday pick because his birthday comes up right after this. In order to give as much space between Maestro having two choices in a row, Maestro's going to go first <laughs> for Thanksgiving. So Maestro's thankful pick for next week from 1982, Conan the Barbarian. I keep calling him Conan, and that's not right. Uh, Conan the Barbarian. So check that out. Yeah, no saturation for you. <laughs> I keep trying to say it correctly, and it keeps coming out Conan. And I have to th- stop and think about it. And do you do the little like hip thing with the string? Yes, I do this. I do the string dance every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for hanging out. Until next time, I am Adam. I am Maestro. Uh, I'm Cowboy. Bye. Yay. Bye. Yay. Bye. Bye. What? I-